It's a creative endeavor that requires you to keep the promises you make to yourself and for you to maintain a certain level and style of discipline, a level and style that caters uniquely to you. Because entrepreneurship is not about doing it like everybody else. I know if you're on the internet, they're going to tell you there's only one way to be successful. And they're lying to you because they're trying to sell you something. (laughs) That's the easiest way to say it. It's like they're lying to you because they're trying to sell you whatever they have. But you don't. You don't have to do it like other people Hey everyone, this is Christine Job, the host and creator of Flourish in the Foreign, an award-winning podcast that elevates, celebrates, and affirms the voices and stories of Black women living and thriving abroad while exploring living abroad as a pathway to wellness. And this is a special mini-season all about how to build a business abroad. This mini season is designed to answer all of your burning questions and to give you actionable steps for you to get closer to leveraging your own talents and skills into building an asset of your own so that you can support yourself financially while pursuing a thriving life abroad. It is time for you to benefit from all of your brilliance, your expertise, your experience, your skills, your talents, your natural je ne sais quoi. It's time for you to pour all of that back into yourself and build an asset for you to thrive on. Today's episode is all about why Black women and women of color should leverage their experience, their talents, their skills, and bet on themselves. And the wellness of entrepreneurship. Yes, I firmly believe that entrepreneurship can be a pathway to not only self-actualization, but also to long-term wellness. It could be an antidote to chronic overwork and imposter syndrome if done in a mindful way, I will say. I was about to say right way, but in a mindful way. So let's get into it. So for some context, I am Christine Job. I am a business strategist and also an award-winning podcaster. But I've been a business strategist ever since my second year of law school. And that story is hilarious. Basically, I was in law school and was like, I don't know if this is for me. And so I found myself on the main campus of my university and getting a legal fellowship in their entrepreneurship incubator. And that really changed everything for me. And so not only have I gone abroad on like business trade missions with an accelerator and incubator to South Africa and Namibia, but I've also had my own consultancy in the States. And I have my own consultancy now in which I'm a business strategist for Black women and women of color, particularly in the wellness space. And I always say it's like wellness plus science space. This is not just vibes, even though, hey, I love a good vibe too. 
This is really about women who are doing some deep, serious work, really impactful work to help all of us live more meaningful and healed lives. I also work with people who are not necessarily in the wellness space as well, but that seems to be my sweet spot. And truth be told, I think I'm just fascinated by wellness because of my own background being highly accomplished, overachiever. I feel like um, wellness, that concept of wellness, especially when coming from a Caribbean and Black American background, wellness was not necessarily not even just talked about. It wasn't even a concept. <laughs> like those kind of reels that are going around where people are like, oh, when I told my parents I was depressed, they told me to depress them dishes. It's very, it's giving very much that. And although I'm sure all of our parents are deeply sorry, and if they knew better, they would do better. I think this is why wellness as a concept for Black women and women of color is just so much more urgent in my belief. Um, wellness is not an aesthetic. It's not a vibe. It must be an embodiment. And that's why I believe in the wellness of entrepreneurship, particularly for Black women and women of color. I'm going to admit right now that this focus and this belief is definitely American-centric. But I mean, the stats don't really lie. Black women and women of color are just the most highly educated in the U.S. and also the most entrepreneurial. When you think about the history of your family, my family, not only being Black American, but being Trinidadian, migrating to the United States. And then also as generations progressed, you know, many jobs were just out of reach for some of our ancestors, some of our grandparents or parents. And entrepreneurship really was the only option, whether that was because there was a language barrier, they didn't have necessarily the quote unquote skills, or if it was just, you know, racism, okay? Like if people just couldn't get a job. Entrepreneurship became like the only option. And I think it's really a huge blessing because I think it shows you how simple entrepreneurship is, even though nowadays people try to convolute it and complicate it. It really is about solving a problem and understanding the people that have that problem. It really is that. It really is about understanding the people who also solve that problem and differentiating yourself from those people. That's it. That That's it, is understanding the tools, the supplies that you need, and be able to acquire those resources at a price that is sustainable for your business and in a time period and so that you can actually, you know, serve your audience, serve your clients. It really is this simple, okay? And a lot of us come from entrepreneurs in our families, either our media families or maybe even deeper into our ancestral lineage. However, I think that a part of assimilation into the United States, and when I say assimilation, I really mean like integration and acceptance into work culture. A lot of us have been encouraged very much from our parents and our community to, you know, do all the things, be twice as good as everyone else, get all the degrees, get the straight A's, climb the corporate ladders, gain all the experience. And once you get 
into position, just work as hard as you can. However, times have definitely changed and there's no gold watch at the end of these roads. And to be honest, our experiences as women, Black women, women of color in these spaces are not comparable to like the quirky shenanigans of TV's The Office, the show with Steve Carell or even the British Office, if you'd like. Like, it's not that. And what I've found with my clients who have navigated this corporate landscape is that for a lot of them, they have had to hide, dissociate with vital parts of themselves in order to integrate, in order to be a quote unquote team player or to be non-threatening or to be seen as nice or what have you. And I think there's a lot of harm that gets done by dissociating from parts of yourselves. I'm not a psychologist, so this is just someone who's gone to therapy. <laughs> and honestly, like I've never really done the corporate thing. So this is also someone who has just a lot of clients who are in recovery from corporate life. But the dissociation that happens and the subsequent devaluing of parts of yourself that don't conform into the corporate model I think does you a disservice, not only professionally, but I think on a deep spiritual level. And I feel like what entrepreneurship can do for you is really allow you to bask in your secret sauce, the things that make you you, your unique vantage point that is generated and directed by your identity and your experience and your brilliance, the way that you can see the patterns, the missing pieces, and the ineffectual elements of a situation, the way that you could read between the lines and read people <laughs> and understand what's really going on, right? These are the things that are often celebrated in corporate spaces, but they don't really want you to bring all of yourself there. And I guess it makes sense for like these corporate models and, you know, hyper productivity and uh, the lowest margins as possible. And they're trying to have consistent productivity. So they really just want you to do what they ask you to do. And even though they do try to claim that they love innovation, diversity of thought, I don't really see it, y'all. <laughs> Y'all, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't really see that. And so I've always been an advocate for brilliant and amazing black women and women of color to pour into themselves, pour into themselves more than just a self-care weekend or what have you. I want them to liberate themselves from sometimes the golden handcuffs, the golden cage, the money's great. <laughs> But are you happy and are you working with the people that you'd like to work with and are you making the impact that you'd like to? And is your brilliance really appreciated? Is it really being well used? These are things to think about. And what I love about entrepreneurship is that entrepreneurship creates a space for you to do all these things. <laughs> it creates a space for you to create the impact that you want to work with the people that you want and for you to leverage the brilliance that you have in the way that you want. Entrepreneurship allows you to actually be able to craft a life well lived on your own terms and take as much time off as you can because you build a business in that capacity. You can take as much time as you need. You can make as much money as you want and you can work with the clients that you like. 
And of course, create the impact that you have always envisioned. What I also really appreciate about entrepreneurship is that I think that people forget that entrepreneurship is, in essence, a creative endeavor. It's a creative endeavor that requires you to keep the promises you make to yourself and for you to maintain a certain level and style of discipline, a level and style that caters uniquely to you. Because entrepreneurship is not about doing it like everybody else. I know if you're on the internet, they're going to tell you there's only one way to be successful. And they're lying to you because they're trying to sell you something. (laughs) That's the easiest way to say it. It's like they're lying to you because they're trying to sell you whatever they have. But you don't. You don't have to do it like other people. Yeah, sure, success leaves hints. It leaves some hints to you how you get there. But... I think what's so wonderful about the age that we're living in now is that there's so many ways to the dollar. There's so many ways to define success and there's so many ways to get there. And in my opinion, to build a business on the foundation of wellness principles, it requires introspection, consistent (laughs) introspection, which requires you to know yourself deeply, right? So that you can cater to yourself, not in an egotistical way, but in a helpful, non-self-sabotage way. You have to learn the promises that you can keep to yourself at this time. You have to understand the level and style of discipline that is really suited for you, which may not be the same for everyone else. You do not have to give up at 5 a.m. if you don't want to. Please be serious. Like, you do not have to do that. But you have to know yourself. That, I think, is probably the biggest secret to success in entrepreneurship is knowing yourself. Because if you can be extremely real with yourself, then I think that means that you can really assess market conditions, industry trends, and things like that. Like, You are not someone that lies to yourself and you understand that it's okay for you to be yourself and that by being yourself, you will still win. I think that kind of mindset is a game changer. That changes the whole game. But if you feel like you can't be successful or like wellness and entrepreneurship is an oxymoron, I just feel like it ain't going to go well. It ain't going to go well. And I know that you're brilliant and I know that you have so much to share And that's why I implore all of you listening to really consider, if it's been on your heart, to build that business. Build it for yourself. Build it for the people who are desperately looking for you to deliver these services, to deliver this product. Do it for your future descendants. Do it for your ancestors that never even had the opportunity. And do it in a way that honors yourself, honors your legacy, and honors your history. Another aspect of wellness and entrepreneurship that I think is so important to discuss is that you really do get to create your own schedule. And I think that a lot of people think, No, you have to wake up at five, you have to work hard for five years or eat dirt for five years, which I don't know why people say that. No. And then maybe you'll be successful. You don't have to do none of that. (laughs) I know. I guess, you know, you sell more things through fear and apprehension, but 
You don't. It's part of knowing yourself and keeping promises to yourself and being consistent. So you get to create your own schedule. My schedule is catered to me and all the things that I like to do. All right. So I do get up early, but I've always gotten up early because I don't like talking to people in the morning. I don't like people to be up on the streets in the morning. I don't want anybody talking to me. I don't want anyone rushing against me in the morning. Like I wake up and I don't say a word in English or in Spanish for about four hours <laughs> after I wake up. <laughs> True story. I wake up, I do my visioning, I do my prayers, I go do my exercise, I come home, I have some breakfast, I do some journaling, some morning pages, maybe some writing, I take a bath in the mornings, a nice, long, luxurious bath. It actually, it's not that long, I don't think. But I take a nice, luxurious bath with essential oils every day, just about. And I take a morning nap, 30 minutes, and then I do my work that I have scheduled for myself, more writing, addressing emails, responding, And then towards the evening, that's when I might actually take out like the ring light and put on some makeup because that's when I typically do all like interviews, I guest and talk on panels and stuff like that. And sometimes I have business meetings in the evening and into the night, but I live in Spain. And so that's like why I have my life like that. So you could create your own schedule. You might listen to my schedule and be like, girl, I would not do that. Well, that's fine. This is what I do. You do what you want to do. Another thing that I really want to stress about entrepreneurship is I feel like entrepreneurship is a pathway to like exponential growth in a lot of other areas in your life. So it opens doors to people, organizations, and opportunities. And I feel, especially if you're approaching entrepreneurship from a collaborative space, like the growth, like your network explodes. <laughs> I just, I really find that to be true. I think also the thing about entrepreneurship is that it inherently asks you to step out of your comfort zone and to move before you feel ready. And I think doing those types of things helps to create a very interesting muscle that's okay with uncertainty. And honestly, that's where the opportunities are, the interesting people are. And so I find people are just more open and receptive. But like with anything wellness related, its impact and its transformational effect largely depends on you. Like other wellness discussions where people will roll their eyes and say, that's so obvious, so obvious, or that's BS. It's truly what you, you make of it. I suggest you taking inventory of who you are and what you want and what your vision of a life well-lived is, and the spaces in which you are currently fulfilled and the places that you're not currently fulfilled. And I also would say, go deeper into professionally. What does your professional wellness look like? What is the deep desires of your heart that maybe you haven't even spoken aloud that you want to experience, that you want to try? And I would suggest taking the first step and just writing it down. That's it. Just writing it down. You don't got to share with nobody. Just write down how you feel 
what you want. And how about this? Write down all the fears that you have about entrepreneurship. Maybe you think entrepreneurship is the exact opposite of wellness because it's so unstable. It's going to mess up my life and I got a good thing going and I can't mess it up. Write it all down. Get it all out of your system. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. Just honor your feelings. Put it down and then come back to it. And then assess whether these things are really true and assess whether you are ready and willing to bet on yourself. If you want to build a business on your own terms, if you want to build a business of ease, (laughs) on soft life principles, on wellness principles, you absolutely can. And with a clear vision and a passionate reason why, and with consistent aligned effort, in action, you will do that. Now, some of you will be like, Christine, this sounds like it's too good to be true. What's the catch? What's the catch? There's no catch. Uh, but I will say some things to think about for sure. Um, entrepreneurship is not a get rich quick scheme. Okay. It isn't. Some people uh, make sales relatively quickly, make consistent sales relatively quickly. Some people don't. I'm not saying that to deter you or to say it's going to take three years because I don't think it should take three years for you to make a sale at all, at all, because that might be indicative of something maybe fundamentally wrong with marketing or maybe even the business idea. But I want you to know that it's not a a get rich quick scheme, but it also doesn't mean that it has to be hard or a struggle. And it doesn't mean that you need to give up everything all at once. Maybe the right step for you is to start a side hustle and then scale it. Like there's no right or wrong way to start this endeavor. And I'm definitely not a person that's going to be like, unless you sell all of your things and just go in on this business, then I don't know, you're whack. No, it's about knowing yourself deeply and also really stretching yourself in the direction of what is truly aligned with the vision of a life well lived for yourself. Is it scary? Yeah. Is it uncomfortable? Hell yeah. Is it going to kill you? No. And are you going to regret it? No, I don't think so. (laughs) Because you will, one, recognize yourself for the bad mama jamma you've always been, hello, but also you will be amazed at the impact that you create, the relationships that you build, and just the life that you create for yourself. And that is why I believe in the wellness of entrepreneurship for Black women and women of color. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this episode with all your friends, all your family, everybody. If building a business, if having your own business has been part of your vision of a life well lived for quite some time and you haven't been able to really make it happen or perhaps you aren't as profitable as you'd like or perhaps you're not sustainable like you would like, like you would need to be to live abroad then I invite you to join my Build a Business Abroad group coaching program. You can learn more about me as a business strategist and more about the program at my professional website, christinejobe.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-J-O-B.com. And of course, there'll be links to all of this information in the description of this episode. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Build a Business Abroad mini season. I want you to one, take it all in, take a deep breath. You got this. 
Two, I want you to journal how you feel, initial reactions, initial ideas that you have. And I want you to know that with consistency, where you will find yourself in one year, let alone six months or even a month from now, is going to rock your world. Thanks to Zach Higgs for producing the music of this podcast. It's time for you to believe in yourself. And it's time for you to bet on yourself. You are more than capable and you are so ready for the next step. I'll see you next time. Bye. 